Tonight, tonight I want to deal over the next two nights, Lord willing, we've been talking about setting the pace of success, but tonight and tomorrow in some very specific ways, I'm going to talk about patterns of success. I want to deal with patterns of success, and tonight's subject within that domain of patterns of success is something that I believe everybody in this room is interested in. I know I am. And so tonight we're going to be talking about becoming greater. Amen. Does anybody here want to become greater? Amen. Well, if you're interested in becoming greater, let's see if the Bible has any precedent for believers in becoming greater. And then I'm going to show you some of my vision development down through the years to articulate that. And I hope that it puts all kinds of lighter fluid on your fire. Amen. But we're talking about patterns of success, and specifically tonight, we're talking about becoming greater. Over in 2 Samuel 5, and verse number 10, then we're going to look at verse number 9. Then we're going to look at some two other individuals who had a similar outcome. Amen. But the Bible says in 2 Samuel 5 and 10, as David reigns over all of Israel, and he is conquesting Jerusalem, the Bible says something that really caught my eyes a few weeks ago, and I want to articulate it through this vision conference. The Bible says that David went on and became. Key word is that he what? Became. The Bible did not say that David was great. The Bible says that David went on and became. The Bible teaches us that we are not to despise the day of a small beginning. The Bible teaches us that the Lord rejoices to see the work began. Amen. We never look down on people wherever they are in life, whatever they don't quite yet have yet, whatever they are becoming. And all of you in this room are like Pastor Gabe. Amen. You are becoming something. Isn't that right? And we're all becoming at different levels uh, in the room. There are people in here that are becoming, amen, greater financially than you've ever been. Isn't that right? Amen. There are a row of men on the front row that in time will become married. Amen. amen. Everybody is becoming something, right? And so I love that because the Bible teaches us not to judge anything before it's time. One of the things that will put your vision fire out is to judge it in its early stages. Is to judge it, amen, before it becomes what you know God said it could be. Isn't that right? So I want you to keep that in mind tonight because the Bible says that David did what class? Became, but I love the progression. He became greater and greater. Do y'all see that? He became greater and greater. And why did he become greater and greater? One key reason, the Lord was with him. Amen. Isn't that good? Amen. The Lord was with him. And this is why we ought to be praying tonight. Amen. Not for the Lord to bless our vision. We ought not be praying tonight for the Lord to put his hands on our ideas. We ought to get in what God has blessed. Are y'all getting that? And know that if we are in what he is blessed for our life, amen, there's no way we can lose. Are y'all listening to me? Amen. We can't lose. We can't fail because we are in center court of God's will. And how many of y'all know that's the right place to be? Amen. David became greater and greater, but he became greater and greater, not because he was smart. Come on. 
Not because he had alphabet soup behind his name, not because he was born to the right family, not because, come on, he, he started with all of the ducks in the row in his life. Amen. How many of y'all know David had humble beginnings? Amen. David was like many of us in this room today. He didn't have everything. He didn't have a silver spoon. Isn't that right? Amen. But one of the things David had was, come on, Samuel, the anointing. He had God with him, and because God was with him, the Bible says he became. He became. So that means God was with him before he ever became great. And that means God was with him as he became greater and greater. Amen. Isn't that good tonight? But that's a good, good way to kick this off, and that's what we're talking about tonight, and I love that verse. But the truth is, verse number nine is where the real revelation is. If you back up one verse, the Bible says that David dwelt in the stronghold and called it the city of David. How many of you here want to be so great they name a whole city after you? Amen. Amen. A lot of people get a street named after him. David was a bad man. Amen. He dwelt in the what of David? The city of David. But watch this. Before it ever became the city of David the way that he wanted to become the city of David. Bible says David built all around from Milo and inward. Now, this is Bible study is where you really got to dig into it because David built all around from Milo and inward. Now, Milo was the city's landfill. Milo was where all the trash was. Milo was the junkyard. Milo was the dung heap of the city. Are y'all getting this? So the Bible made it real clear to point out that David didn't just try to build in greener pastures, but David built where all the garbage was. <laughs> David built where the dung heap was. Come on, somebody. Come on. David built his life back out of the PJs. Y'all follow me yet? Yeah, he built his life out of the junkyard of life, out of all of the stuff that wasn't quite right, even though he didn't have everything, even though there was a lot of junk around him. Come on, alcoholic dad, somebody help me through this tonight. Mama who cussed you out, fussed you out, mistreated you. How many of y'all know that's the junkyard right there? That's that's Milo. Amen. That's that's not having enough money. Y'all y'all know something about eating salt sandwiches? Those of you who, who ever had that in room tomato sandwiches, come on somebody. Yeah, I see some head nods now. Yeah, when you just find a way to get through, amen. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Da David said, listen, I'm gonna build out of that. And that's what I love about God is that He doesn't leave anybody behind. Now all of us didn't build out of Milo. Are y'all with me tonight? Somebody say amen. Some of us had both parents. Praise God. Some of us had it on a certain level and platform and echelon for most of our life. But David, amen, knew how to build out of the junkyard because when he was a child, he was in the junkyard of life. And aren't you glad that the skill set you learned when things weren't so great in your life, you were able to carry over to right now, and you can use that. I feel like you get with me now. You can use that to build going forward because you didn't come from a silver spoon. Who am I talking to today? You didn't come from having it all together. You built out of Milo. <laughs> Are y'all with me tonight? And ain't that good about the grace of God? 
that no matter where you come from, no matter who you are, no matter what you didn't have, no matter what didn't add up, no matter what you don't have right now, amen, God is with you and he'll put his power, he'll put his super on your natural and before you know it, you'll have a great vision coming into fruition. That's what just happened with David. He built out of the junkyard and from inward, amen, and the Bible says he became what? Greater and greater. So on the first night of becoming greater and greater, I really want to give place to those of you in the room, amen, who really feel like you don't have anything to work with. We're going to go from feeling like I have nothing to work with, feeling like, amen, what does God want to do with me? How can God use me? I'm so insignificant. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. He's going to build another $5 million building or $6 million building. But God, you know, that, that, that's Pastor Rogers. You know, I, I know you use people like that. But I'm saying, but, you know, God, I, God doesn't use people like me for anything. No, David built out of Milo. David was the kid in the sheep's stuff. Are y'all with me tonight? And we got to learn that. We got to learn the value of where we are right now and how that fits into where God wants us to be. Everybody say, I'm becoming right now. Well, now, you know, about 20 years ago, amen, uh, I was in my becoming season. And I remember that, amen, and uh, today I just took a journey uh, down uh, my, my records because I really don't erase anything. So I'm going through my computer and I'm just looking at old stuff. And I came across a proposal that I had for a bank, amen, this is a vision conference, amen, because I was seeking to get funding to renovate this old raggedy building, amen, that nobody said would ever be anything, that people laughed at me about every time I passed it. It was unsafe. The city deemed it unsafe, and they were getting ready to knock it down. Amen. And I scraped up as many pennies as I could find and bought it and all that kind of good stuff, but bought it and, and didn't have what was needful to finish it. Didn't have what was needful to really kick it off and get it uh, to the next level that I wanted to get it to. And so I started finding these pictures and I said, man, the saints would be blessed by this tonight. And uh, so I figured to show you just a little bit of, a, of the journey. Amen. Because that's the younger pastor. Amen. <laughs> And that's the younger pastor before he was even pastoring. Amen. And that's that unsaved, dilapidated old building, probably somewhere, you know, not far from the day uh, when we closed on it. And, you know, we finally got a few renovations going. And, you know, uh, the house was so dilapidated that the foundation was crushed and they literally had to jack the house up. Amen. To get under there and repair and refurbish the foundation. And that was the city sign that just really, really tried to give me heartburn every day because I would receive a call from a man from the city who I am just concerned they hired him just to haggle me. <laughs> I mean, I know that. I know that now. I know he was put on staff for the purposes. You remember that man? He was put on staff to call Gabe Rogers every single day and asked me what the status is of my repair and threatened me that he was going to tear the, you see, my wife remembers, he was going to tear the building down if we did not move more progressively and quicker. How many of y'all know that's Milo? That's pressure. That's a moment. That's a moment in time. That's a moment where you got a decision to make. You can quit. You can give up. You can start crying. You can start having feelings of sorry for yourself. Are you with me? 
You can start feeling like, what's the word? What's the use? Why don't I just go back to being a common man? I don't have to do this anyway. Why don't I just go back? Who, who cares about having a counseling center in our community? Why don't I just go back and be a normal person? You know, I had a good job at the hospital. I can go back down there and just do what I'm doing down there. But come on, what about the risky business of faith? Now we're out there. Are y'all seeing this? So this is a picture of that. Amen. And I remember those days and I remember getting that call and I still own that unsafe sign. I still have that sign to this day. Because that sign represents a message from the kingdom of darkness that God clobbered. Wow. Amen. So I keep that sign to remind the devil that he can't stop me. Every now and again, I look at it and I remind him of that. And so that's just one picture. And as we continue through, amen, that was what that building looked like. Oh, it was a mess. And if you went inside, it was everything in it, torn to pieces, had no back. Amen. You could fall from the third floor all the way down to the basement. Amen. Because it was so rotted out. Amen. And, you know, this is built in 1929. Amen. 1929. Yet it has some phenomenal elements to the structure because the concrete is still in place. But I want you to pause right there because that's me and William Rogers. And so I want you all to understand how vision really works, because, you know, you look at people and you say, wow, man, they they've done so much and they're so huge. And boy, do they have money because, man, the day's going to come when I can put twenty five thousand dollars in the offering bucket. And this is going to happen like that. But sometimes you need to see those people as they were be. See, I, I, you need to see them in my low. You need you need to see them becoming what greater. Am I doing okay tonight? Can I slow walk you through the vision conference? You don't just need a bunch of points tonight, do you? Do you need to do you appreciate some real examples? You know, I know you watch your favorite faith teachers on the Victory Channel and all these other channels, and you, you see where they are, amen. I know some of them as friends, but you need, you need to know, amen, that before they ever became that, they drove station wagons to all their revivals. Are y'all getting this? And they had real-to-real tapes before they got 10 airplanes. Are y'all getting this tonight? Amen. They, they weren't always. They weren't always where they are today. None of us were always where we are today. And so what God told me to do on the first night is slow walking. I hope you come back tomorrow night and really show the people of God what it really takes to pull off any level of vision. So now that's the house fully renovated on the outside. But uh, and finally, that guy stopped calling me. I got out of trouble. Amen. I was doing my best. I got out of trouble. I, I saved my money. I got that done. But then if I wanted to hire other therapists, amen, I had to pave the grounds and had to level the grounds to a place by which parking could be right. And at that time, I did not have the money to hire a professional grader. So, I, amen, I called my dad from Florence, South Carolina. Uh, Y'all going to get this and got his old field tractor. Drove it up from three hours away, got a shovel, met him out there one day, and we went to digging, baby. Are y'all kidding with me? Oh, hallelujah. He worked, and I worked. Are y'all with me? Yeah, yeah. No, this is Dr. Rogers. This is Dr. Rogers with the shovel. 
Amen. And we got to talk more about Milo and we got to talk more about becoming because before it was ever an establishment. And this is just one segment of my vision right now. This is actually the smallest segment of my vision It's incompatible with what God is doing with me in ministry. But I just want to show you just a little bit of the vision along the way. And we dug and boy, did we work that day. And man, we carted in dirt and he went back and forth with that little bush hall machine until we leveled that ground out. And I could finally start bringing in my first customer. Are you all getting this? And my book bag back there right now, my black book bag, would you get it for me, Dave? Amen. There's a doorbell. I carry that doorbell around with me all the time to this day. Because unlike now, you know, right now we got the intercom system. You can push a button and make the door open and every council's got a plush little space. You follow me? But there was a doorbell that I got, I think, from the Kmart at that time. Y'all remember Kmart was on Freedom? Yeah. And you could plug it in the outlet in my office and my customers, the doorbell was taped to the front door and they could ring that doorbell. Amen. And every time I got a new patient, I'd fly up and down the steps. Because I didn't have the money to hire a reception yet. Are y'all, are y'all staying with me? Are you getting with me? I say, are you getting with me? Yeah. But see, all of this has something to do, amen, not with being great. It has more to do with. And I think in the kingdom, we got to teach more about becoming than we do about maintaining. Because many of you quit in the in-between seasons. You quit upon your first no. You quit when somebody says, I'm not so sure we can do this. You know, these pictures that I found are up on the screen, y'all. These pictures, amen, uh, come from a PowerPoint presentation. We'll mention the bank that went, there it is, that went to a bank, amen, that uh, I was so hopeful was going to say yes about our funding. And I remember writing them a nice email, telling them, thank you so much. And I just want you to see the work that has gone into this project. And if you would just consider and all these kinds of things, I didn't beg them. But if you would just consider, we would be so delighted. Amen. Oh, they did all they could. They called me in the meetings, everything in between. But at the end of the day, how many of y'all know? And my answer will be no. No, no. Are y'all getting this? But we never stopped with the no's. We kept on pursuing what God said pursue. Do y'all see that doorbell? Get a close-up of that. Because, see, we need to do a better job. See, now we got all kinds of smart rooms and stuff. All right? You know, I don't, I don't need this today. But we got to do a better job of, of understanding becoming. This, this was wrong a thousand times a year in that season of what? Becoming. My dad and I got out there and shoveled and worked in the season of becoming. And if your vision is going to ever come to pass, these are artifacts. You follow me? This would be in the Gabe Rogers Museum one day. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. In Charlotte. Amen. Yeah. That'll, that'll be a real place one day. Yeah. Yeah. But if, if, your, if your vision is going to ever come to pass, you got to get over the idea that vision is manifested the way you see it day one. Because it's not manifested the way you saw it on day one. You're going to have to have the perseverance, amen, and the fight in you to be able to see what you could have, who you could be, and yet have the stick to to stay the course, even if it don't feel like it's coming to pass. Right. 
even if it don't look like it's come to pass. A few more slides and we're going to go through the Bible. Is that all right tonight? Amen. So, amen. This is just another example. Everybody say before and after. That's building up top that we built during COVID. Amen. Before and after. Didn't have all the money, but we had faith. Somebody say before and after. Amen. Let's go to the next slide, please. Amen. You would remember. Amen. Flea Motel. Wasn't Roche Motel. It was Flea Motel. There were more fleas in that house. Oh, God. You walk in the house and you started itching. The curse was on it. Spirit of God told me, don't you try to renovate this at all. I'm bigger than this. Are y'all getting that? We tore that thing down. It's just a memory today. And there's a great grace house in this place. Are y'all getting it? Right? But now, in this season, guess what we were doing? We were, am I doing okay tonight on the first night? We were just becoming. We were becoming. You see, And you got to master becoming. Because, see, in this season, the project account didn't have the million dollars that was necessary to finish the whole lodging house. But I did have $30,000 to tear this down. Or Robert said, if you don't have the money to build a building, dig a hole. Are y'all getting this? Am I doing okay on the first night of a vision night? Amen. And this is Milo. This is Milo. This is the junk heap. This is the dung heap of life. This is when things don't look the way you want to look. Amen. And you got to be able to see those six young ladies moving in in this season. You got to be able to see those six young ladies cooking oatmeal in this season. You got to be able to see those pregnant moms having babies in this season right here. And I'm pleased to announce, amen, that some of those mamas went to the grocery store this week. Amen. So they can feed their belly and keep that baby healthy. Somebody shout hallelujah because you know what? We're becoming greater, greater and greater. Are you all with me? Amen. And it's only going to get greater because next slide, there'll become a time, amen, when you'll look back at all of this. Next slide. And this will be the beginning of 50 of those. Are y'all getting this? And on a vision conference, we will say something like, this was our first house. It was so neat. We was glad to have six women. Now we got a facility with 600 in it. And look at what the Lord has done. But despise not the day of a... Because in God, you're always becoming. <laughs> you're becoming what class? Now you see why I'm teaching my own vision conference. See, I preach my vision conference every year on purpose because you need to hear my heart. You need to know who you have as a pastor. and You need to know what direction we're going in because greatness is on us. God's mantle is on us, and the revelation comes alive now of 2 Samuel 5 and 10 that David became what? Greater and greater, but why? Because the Lord was with him. That looks a lot like the Lord being what, class? With you. Do you all have a, a, a point of reference tonight? So those are just a few ways to kick off a good vision conference. Am I blessing anybody okay? Because the revelation tonight, Sister Rogers, is, is that all of God's men down through the years became something. Everybody that you talk about that was great, that did something fabulous, guess what? They all became. 
They were not that the day that they got the vision. Amen. They were not that the first week that they got the vision, especially if the vision was worth anything. They became greater over time. And when you are looking at mighty men like that from a distance, they are to be admired. But it's very important that you don't project that and say, man, how can I become that by next Tuesday? Because it ain't happening. It don't happen like that. Amen. Even with great faith, with great faith, with great faith, not with great faith will you build such that fast. Everybody say, I'm becoming. Let's Bible surf a little bit, sound booth, and you all can go with me if you want to as well, class, or you can simply keep your Bible open on your lap because we're going to go in another direction. But let's look at a couple of men who just became. Over in 39, Genesis 39, verse number 2, <clears throat> amen, and this is the theme of our uh, conference, amen, as uh, Joseph was uh, a successful man, was he not? Amen. But in Genesis 39, verse number two, we see the same thing. What did God say about David? He said the Lord was with him. Did the Bible say that class? Can we pick up on something tonight? Can we pick up on what are we talking about? Patterns. Can we pick up on a pattern of success? The Bible says same thing of Joseph says the Lord was with Joseph, which must mean that in order for me to become, I need to make sure that the Lord is is with me. The Lord was with Joseph and even though he was a slave, even though he was from Milo, <laughs> even though he was from Lodabar, the Bible says that he did what? Became. What does the Bible say he did? He became a what? Successful and prosperous man. Take your pick. He became a successful and prosperous man. He became greater and greater. Same thing. He was not greater overnight because right now, what was he? A slave. a slave, a slave, a slave. He's in his demeaning season of life. He's in his humbling seasons of life. He's not on top yet. Amen. Yet, even in Potiphar's house, amen, he is in the process of doing what? Becoming more and more prosperous, more and more greater. I like that. Let's look at another man who is in another season of life. Are you being blessed tonight? Genesis 26. <clears throat> Genesis 26. Amen. And I do want to start at verse number 12 because you don't become greater. Amen. Without this key element. Amen. The Bible says that Isaac did what? Sold. Isaac did what? Sold. Isaac sold in that land. Amen. And sometimes you need to sow money. Isn't that right? Amen. But then you need to sow your life. I preached a message back in 2023. Life as a seed. You need to give yourself buoyantly to your vision. You have to sow your life. Back in those days when me and uh, 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 Deacon Rogers was uh, uh, putting that tractor out on that land, I was sowing my life. Amen. That, that consumed my life, that vision at that time. The church today, albeit it's in balance, the ministry and everything else the Lord has called me to, amen, I have sown my life to it. Amen. My, my life belongs to God. I am his man. Are you with me tonight? Amen. And I do whatever it takes to get his vision done, and I do it by faith. But Isaac sowed in that land. And what did he do, class? He reaped in the same year a hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Amen. The Lord blessed him. But next verse, the man did what? The man did what? Began to prosper and did what? Continued prospering until he, come on, help me. Until he what? Until he what? Until he what? Became. 
Somebody on this side said this is good. Yeah, he became very wealthy. Very wealthy. Is that right? But what happened though? Was he wealthy overnight? Was he wealthy on the first offering? Pastor, I, you know, I've been trying this tithing thing. I just hadn't gotten my blessing yet. How long you been tithing? Two strong weeks. <laughs> Man, I've been giving my best. I gave a tenth of my first paycheck and I gave a five dollar offering and I just don't know where God is. <laughs> if he don't come through soon. And all the people who say if he don't come through soon, I know you won't make it. Because the devil's going to see to it that he delays you. He heard you say that. He heard you say, man, if I don't get married by the end of 2023, I'm going to you're going to what? Let's finish that sentence. What what are you going to do? I wish I had some help in here tonight. I said, what are you going to do? This is a good time for my uh, storyline of being in the drive-thru. You may have heard it before, but um, I'll never forget this. And, and, you know, people are so mean in this world. And this, this was about five years ago. And uh, I didn't mean no harm, y'all. I just got in the drive-thru line, but I didn't know I had cut this lady who was already in line, and she was mad. I mean, she was mad, mad, mad. And I didn't know. I'd been happy to get out of line and let her get in front of me, but I just didn't know. Amen. And so uh, I ordered my food and I went up uh, down the drive through line and she came uh, behind me and she ordered her food. Amen. And she told on me. <laughs> she did. She told the people in the restaurant on me. She was mad that I had cut her. And, you know, the lane, I didn't know I cut her, Melvin. I wouldn't have cut her if I knew. Amen. And they came to the door and they said, sir, we got to tell you. Amen. It was about three of them standing there that there's a lady behind you that's kind of mad that you cut her. You know, and they started just they explained to me why she was mad. And at first, because y'all know I'm a pastor, I'm a man of God. So, you know, I'm going to be temperament and, you know, I got the fruit of the spirit. And so I'm going to be gentle. And I, I don't know, these people might watch me on TV, man. I got I to gotta be thoughtful. And so, you know, I sit back and say, well, I, I'm so sorry. I apologize. Please let her know how, how sorry I am. But then, y'all know, y'all know when that man step up in you. <laughs> so then the man kicked in. And, and I, I got my food from him. And then I look back, I said, but what are y'all going to do? I mean, really, I mean, you guys are coming to tell me this because you're going to now do what to me? And I'm looking at these guys because I want them to say something because I'm sizing this dude up and I'm like, man, I beat the brakes off him. <laughs> please, please say something. I will knock you out through this window. Beat the brakes off that dude. You know, we size people up before we fight. I would knock this dude out in no time. So I said, so what are y'all going to do? I want to know what you... Are y'all getting this? And that's how we do God. We get in a place and we start to murmur and complain and you start telling on your life and you start telling about how this won't be this. And if God, you don't do that, I'm going to quit. And, and God needs to do what Pastor Rogers did sometimes. He needs to just come to you and say, what are you going to do? 
mean, all of you in here who've been talking about giving up and quitting on the kingdom of God, the Bible says no man putting his hand to the plow and looking back is fit for the kingdom. Would you please calm your soul down and say, Father, for you I'll live and for you I'll die. Ain't no quitting in me. Your vision is my vision. Whatever it takes, I'm going the whole way with you. Are y'all with me? How many people are with me in the room? So you come to a little bit of a hard road and you start to wonder whether or not you're going to keep going. If I was God, I'd say that to you. So what what are you going to do? And didn't Peter have the right answer? He said, where are we going to go? Oh, am I teaching the Bible tonight? And he said, where are we going to go? You hold the, the keys. Yeah, to turn around. I'm glad KCC is growing, but do you all know I have never in the history of this ministry begged a member to stay? Do you all know that? You know that? You know, never. It's never happened. I've never. I've never. I've prayed people through, but if somebody, oh, the Lord just told me, the Lord said you need to go. Go, honey, we love you. It has been great. Are you all listening to me? And part of that is I know God is with us. I don't beg visitors to join the church. Because I know God is with us. Are you with me? But I know in so many cases, the people who start talking about it's time for them to go. Amen. The only question we need to ask is, did God tell you to come over here? And if God told you to come over here, did God tell you to leave? And how do you know he told you to leave, especially if we're prospering? Especially if we're winning. Are y'all with me? So you need to get to that place where you regard God like that and you understand that, Father, I'm becoming and I'm becoming prosperous. And whatever season I'm in, in this season of my life, wherever I am, man, be it money, no money, marriage, no marriage, all those kinds of things. Father, I am not going to doubt your vision another day in my life. I'm going to stay the course. Come on. This is going to be your most consistent year ever. You are not going to fall in and fall out of the will of God. You are going all the way with Jesus. Come on, somebody. No matter what it looks like, come hell or high water, you are not quitting on what God told you to do. It is God at work in you both to will and to do his good pleasure. Lift your hand and shout hallelujah in the house of God. Somebody shout, I'm not quitting. Micah said, though I fall, I shall arise. And you're in here, you may have fallen, but aren't you glad you're getting back up? Aren't you glad you're rising? Aren't you glad your vision is still alive? Get back on the horse and continue to be come. Become what? They became what, class? Greater and greater. So we continue in this because (coughs) the next round, of really understanding this revelation then is to really understand that to plateau is symptomatic of a decline. To plateau is symptomatic of a decline. I'm going to teach that now. Deuteronomy 1 and 6. To plateau is what? Symptomatic of a what? Of a decline. What does that mean? To get to a place to where you have had so much success. Now we're going to flip it on you a little bit. And you've done so well. I mean, you got the spouse now. You got the 2.5 children. You've closed on your home. That's what the statistic says. Everybody gets 
2.5 children. You got all that stuff lined up. Everything is moving in the right direction. Man, your business had a $10 million year last year, and boy, 60% of that was profit. Doing good, man. You moved into the gated community. Life is good, right? And the most dangerous thing about finally becoming great, taken from one who knows, is you can plateau. You can plateau, and if you plateau and you stop dreaming, guess what? You start declining. You start going backwards. If you've been a member of KCC any moment of time, you can't think of a year where we weren't building something. There's always something we're reaching for. There's always another initiative. Are you all with me? And that's so crucial because when you plateau, that is symptomatic of a, de- of a decline. Because once you get to the quote-unquote top, depending on how you, amen, categorize the top in your life, I want you to consider this, that there is nowhere else to go. What happens after a person climbs Mount Rushmore? I was praying this out, and uh, <clears throat> the Lord gave me this revelation. Because over in Deuteronomy 1 and 6, the Bible says, The Lord our God spoke to us in Horeb, saying, You have done what? Dwell long enough where, though? Where, where were they dwelling? At this mountain, which is implication of at the top of the mountain. And God is saying, you all have won so much, you've done so much, you've dwelt long enough where? At this mountain, and there's a revelation the Lord gave me, and that is that, y'all, at the summit of a mountain, there's no more provision. All the provision, all the fruit for a person climbing a mountain is on the way up. Very little life, wildlife, is at the summit of a mountain. In fact, one of the only wildlife I can think of, amen, that just lingers at the summit of a mountain would be an eagle. Would be a, a, a cattle, a goat of some sort in some cases. But depending on what mountain you're at, they're not even there. There's no more provision at the top of a mountain. And once you get to the top of a mountain, amen, if you're not careful, you can lose your ambition because life can become real easy. Can I give you a type of this? Hey, guys, once you pay a church off, man, and you're doing good and you really don't have no problems, I'm going to tell you one of the temptations. One of the temptations is just the coast. But we're good. (laughs) Amen. Let's just be satisfied. Isn't this true? I'm talking to you from my vantage point. Hey, man, let's just be satisfied. Man, we got this TV broadcast. We got this. We got that. No need for all of that. No need for all of this. Don't worry about doing anything else. Don't worry about expanding the pegs of your tent. Amen. Just coast where you are. Amen. And that sounds good, but amen, number one, God doesn't like it. And God doesn't like it because God understands that he puts you on planet Earth to live a vision-driven, productive life. And so whatever you win, <clears throat> amen, God would have it that he has given you another mountain to climb. He's giving you another assignment to go after. One preacher said it this way. Amen. You quit dreaming, you start dying. Isn't that right? This is why our elderly uh, saints, amen, I always tell them, no, find you a little job. 
Find you something to do. Amen. All of this, I retired from life and I don't do nothing else. No, volunteer somewhere. Amen. Because if you lock up in a room somewhere and just start to thinking, you're going to think about 12 of your friends that ain't alive no more. You're going to think about 13 other reasons why you don't have to build anymore. And before you know it, we're going to find you dead on the floor. Because people become lifeless when they have no more mountains to climb. Lifeless, lifeless. We have always got to be in the pursuit. Are you being blessed by this tonight? We got to always be pursuing because if we're not pursuing, we're dying. This is so important. When your vision starts dying, amen, you start dying. When you have nothing else to reach forward to, there is no reasonable reason or logical reason to keep on breathing. Paul had this problem. Amen. You remember he said to live is Christ? And the die is gay. I really studied him recently. Paul had this issue a little bit, amen, when he was contemplative of not having any more vision. Paul said it in Philippians 1 and 24, and he really brought it home as to what kept him alive. He said, now look, to go is far better. But he said, it's needful to you that I stay alive. You are the reason why I have not chosen to go to what I've already seen. If I'm caught up in the third heaven, what incentive do I have to come back? <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing. You ever heard of people on their way out, amen, and uh, folk are calling them back and they're coming back, and in a minute you see their eyes staring past you, amen, their soul caught a glimpse of the heavenlies? <laughs> and once they caught that glimpse, baby, you can call in all the fake powerhouses you know. But that brother or that sister, they're leaving. They're done. Because heaven is too good. <laughs> Y'all ain't saying nothing tonight. I said heaven is too good. You ought to shout hallelujah about that. I want to remind you that there is a place we're going to, amen, where vision won't be necessary one day. Heaven is too awesome to be so earthly bound. Yet, Paul, who had that dilemma, am I doing okay tonight? He said it is needful, Philippians 1.24, to you that I stay alive. I need to stay. I need to stay. I reconciled long ago. Man, it's needful for me to stay. But I got work to do. We got to build. Amen. We got we to fill some shoes in this city. Isn't that right? We got some things we got to do for the kingdom of God. It's not time to start talking about the great getting up morning. Amen. It's time, amen, to get your focus down on what God has called you to do because the moment you start focusing over much on the ability to leave here and no longer have a vision, that's the moment where you really start dying. There are three things that keep us alive, and I want you to write this down, and I won't get through everything tonight. Everybody say a pattern of success. Because <clears throat> success can mess you up if you're not careful. Amen. And you got to get to a place to where you master these three things and this will keep your vision alive and it will keep you alive. And there are three things you can remember by heart. Number one, purpose. Purpose. Got to have it. Got to know what it is. Everybody in this room that does not know what their purpose is tonight, I want you to pray and seek the Lord until you are 100% sure of what he called you to do. Because that's the thing that not only makes you get out of bed every morning, that's the thing that's going to keep your heart pumping. Everybody needs a 
purpose. Everybody needs something. And some, some of you, many of you, amen, hint, hint, your purpose is to support somebody else's big vision. Your vision is wrapped up in a pastor's vision. The Bible says he places us in the body as he sees fit. The Bible says each joint supplies. Amen. There will be a, a, a Wall Street luncheon on, on Saturday. Do you know I do not know how to decorate for luncheons? Are y'all seeing how this works? Somebody in here has a what? They got a purpose. Is that true, Sakar? Somebody knows how to do that stuff and make it neat and tidy. I saw Brother Jesse, a man back here uh, uh, who's an engineer, and I, I saw him the other uh, day in the church on off day, and he was making notes and doing all this kind of stuff. I said, what are you doing, Jesse? He said, I'm loading the church up into an AutoCAD so that every time we break the church down, amen, and we got to put it back, we will have specific dimensions and measurements by which to put the chairs exactly where they go every single time, and we won't have to guess. How many of y'all know I don't know how to work an AutoCAD? <laughs> Are y'all getting that? He's an engineer. You see these little black tabs on the floor? That's his AutoCAD work. I said cab is CAD. That's him knowing what to do. Are y'all getting this? So for somebody, somebody's got to be working somebody's vision. Somebody's got to be helping somebody else's vision. And that may be my purpose. And that may be, that may be where I'm most profitable. I may be one of the women, Luke chapter 8, who funded the ministry of Jesus. I don't got to be Jesus. I wish I had some help. Come on, Joseph of Arimathea, the Bible says, read it, says he was a rich disciple. He funded Jesus even post-homelessly. <laughs> when Jesus died, he went and got his body and put him in a borrowed tomb. Are y'all getting this? And that was his job. To fund the ministry of Jesus. So I might be in that line of purpose. That might be what I do. That might be my contribution. But wherever I fit in, I got to get in because that's what's going to keep me alive. And watch this. That's also going to keep me delivered. For those of you who want to stay off of pornography, and you want to stay off of alcoholism, and you want to stay off of all the junk of this world, you find yourself in kingdom work, find yourself doing the will of the Father. I'm saying it's real hard to fall short when you are volunteering at the Grace House. It's, it's real hard to fall short when you are out here feeding hungry people. It's real hard to fall short when you're going to a, a bouncy house with the kids. Because you're in your what? You're in your purpose. Everybody needs purpose. Yeah. Things that keep us alive. Number two, planning. Always talk about what you've done and where you're going. Planning. Planning. Pastor, how come you always got an architect drawing in your hand? It keeps me alive. I'm always talking about what I did and where I'm going. Always planning. Amen. If you're getting your graduate degree, man, I got six more classes left. Oh, come on. Somebody can help me with this. I'm going to take two next semester. I'm going to take two over the summer. Are y'all with me? And I'm so glad I finished my bachelor's. You're always talking about where you've been. Are y'all getting this? Because what's the theme tonight? You're what? What are we talking about? You're B. Come and see. I may have started out here, but if I keep going, guess what? I, 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 I'm not up there yet, but I tell you what, I'm B. And I might hit an obstacle along the way, but I'm going to keep going until I become greater and what? And greater. Always talk about what you've done and where you're going. 
Amen. Every visionary ought to be telling his his constituents where he's been and where he's going. I've been complimented as being able, amen, to, 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 to get a vision done. Amen. That's what my colleagues say about me. That, that uh, man, wow, you know, you really, whew, and you can raise the money, and you can do this, and you can do that. And one of the reasons why that has always happened in my ministry, even since the school, is we are always talking about what we've done and where we're going. And we're always putting a challenge out there. We always got a reason for the next thing. Are y'all getting that? And you do that 10 times and people see what they have given towards come to pass 10 times. Guess what you're going to end up garnering? Support. And you'll be able to build or do anything that comes across your heart. Are y'all with me? I'm serious. So you're always planning and planning keeps us what? Alive. But then number three, don't stop your pursuit. Man, 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 we're going to get in a chart tomorrow night. I hope you come back. I'm going to give you the pyramid of success. We're going to really get in that thing. But tonight, we're going to kind of wrap it up here. Amen. <clears throat> With these two verses, because if you stop your pursuit, that's when you get depressed. If you stop your pursuit, that's when you go down. Amen. When you are stripped, amen, and I've seen it happen, y'all. Let a person be stripped of what gives their life meaning. Amen. In a minute, they're going to fade away. They're going to take a trip. They're going to leave. Amen. Don't strip them of what gives their life meaning. I'm convinced that during this wicked COVID, amen, when uh, elderly people couldn't even hug their grandbabies, y'all, that was death on the stick. Because you stripped them. It didn't take them long. And many of them didn't die of COVID. Many of them. They died of a broken heart. You stole their spirit. And once you steal a person's spirit, amen, the body declines. Because, y'all, all this is is sinews. All this is is flesh. And we call it in the world of psychology, psychosomatic conditions. Amen. It's when your mental health impacts your physical health. Because a person has been what? Stripped. So you got to keep the pursuit in your life, and that's going to keep you alive. Can I show you that in the Bible, a person who was stripped of their joy, <clears throat> and as a result, they begin to decline? Real fast. This is so good. Over in 1 Kings chapter 18, and I really want to fan this out, and y'all, we're going to close this out. Did you enjoy seeing the vision come to pass? <clears throat> 1 Kings chapter 18, verse number 46. And let me turn there, because I want to make sure <clears throat> that I don't miss any key ingredients of this story. Amen. Amen. Somebody shout hallelujah while you're turning. Amen, 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 amen. Now this was Elijah, and y'all remember this man calmed down fire from heaven? Do y'all remember this man, amen, knocking it out the park and burning down an altar and all these kinds of things? Amen. And look at it in, in, in 1 Kings 18 and 46. Amen. That uh, the Bible says that the hand of the what? Lord had done what? Came on Elijah. Now, this is so important. Look at his pursuit. He girded up his loins and ran ahead of a whole chariot. Supernaturally outran a chariot. Do y'all see that? Why? Because the power of God was what? The power of God was what? On him. This is so good. But now, just one chapter later, which really is the same storyline, 
chapter 19, Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Do y'all see that? And also he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to Elijah saying, now watch his flame go out. So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow this time. There's the threat on your purpose. There's the threat on you, amen, dying. There's the threat, amen, that Satan sends your way that says you're not going to become who God says you're going to be. And so many Christians at this level, their fire for vision gets extinguished. And look at how it happened with Brother Elijah. And when he saw that, what did he do? He arose and did what? Did what, class? Ran for his life and ended up depressed, sitting under a juniper tree until God had to come and say, what are you doing here? Are y'all getting that? What happened to this man? He had conquered. He had knocked it out the park. But amen, the vicissitudes of life, amen, and him forgetting the vision and forgetting who he was and forgetting the power that he dwelled in took all his flame and all his fire. And a man who at some point was out running basically a vehicle is now running for his life. What is that, y'all? He lost his purpose. He stopped planning. And he lost his pursuit. Instead of pursuing, he was what? Being pursued. And my question for you today is, are you pursuing your vision or are you being pursued by fear? Are you being pursued by what you can't do? Who you can't be? Come on. What you're not able to get done. Boy, I can't wait till tomorrow night. Are you letting your success be stripped? Or are you so determined that, y'all, watch this. I'm going to quote this in a way to where you really will know what it means. I'll let nothing separate me from the love of God. Yo, this is after he starts talking about neither height nor depth, right? Nor things or things to come. What is Paul saying? There is no obstacle out there that I'm going to allow to stop me from becoming who God said I could be. <laughs> Can we be honest for a second? All throughout this room right now, there are representatives of all types of obstacles. All kinds of things that have happened that have made people say, I guess I'll put this down. I guess this is too hard. Come on, who's ever been there? I guess this is a strong thing. I, I, but watch this. Oh, can't you even make good theology out of it? You come up against a roadblock and you start saying, I guess God might not want me. I guess this is not for me after all. And if you govern vision and manifestation by obstacles, you will never become anything. You will never manifest what God told you to do. You will never come into fruition with what God gave you. Because, yeah, people are going to laugh at you. People are going to threaten you. Come on. Come on. Because dogs only bark. Don't, they don't bark at parked cars, do they? I said, who do dogs bark at? Oh, I'm, I'm talking now. I said, who do they bark at? They bark at what kind of cars? Man, when we started building this grace house, I got all kinds of threats. All kinds of letters about this, letters about that. Amen. I got one letter, boy. I, I love these experts out there. We understand you are 
and say I went back to that drive-thru. So what are y'all going to do? <laughs> y'all ain't saying nothing. No, what are you going to do, though? What's, what's your legal teeth? What are, what are you going to do? Amen. Because last I checked, I had an approved plan. I said last I checked, I had an approved plan. And I wonder if there's anybody here, you got an approved plan. What is that approved plan? You got the word of God. Are you with me? Come on. Come on. You got the word of God. And upon this rock, I will what? Build my church and the gates of hell. Shout about the victory. Will not prevail against the vision that God has given you. Stop being pursued and get back out there and pursue. Is that good? Amen. Amen. I don't. I don't care. I don't care what it is. Oh man, I can't. You know, I can't. They don't let black people do. What do they do about kingdom people? <laughs> I'm more kingdom than I am black. You can't lock me out of anything. <laughs> oh man, it gets quiet on those points. I said you can't lock me out of anything. I said the hand of God is on me. The, the power of God is on me. Best thing for you to do is get out of my way if God told me to do something. I don't have enough degrees. You don't need a degree. Come on, somebody. I don't have enough money. You don't need money when you got favor. I wish I had some help in here. Oh, God's got enough favor in his pinky bone. Come on, to regulate the rest of your life and get you exactly where you need to be if you'll step out on the water and you'll trust him more than you trust yourself. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. Isn't that good news? So who believes you'll make more money this year than you ever made in your life? No, I don't think you heard that. I'm saying this year, what if the money that you make this year adds up to more than all the money you ever made the last 39 years of your life. I'm saying, what about you having more this year than you ever had in your life? Somebody shout hallelujah. What if this is the year when you write a check for a car and a house? What if this is a breakout year? Somebody give God great praise and I'm done. Come on, stand to your feet and let's pray tonight. Oh, hallelujah. I said, oh, hallelujah. How you know you're going to succeed? Put it on the screen, Nehemiah 2 and 20. I'm done. I said, how you know you're going to succeed? Somebody shout, I'm becoming greater. Nehemiah 2 and 20. Somebody say, I'm becoming greater. Oh, I love this and this is how I will close. So I answered them. And I said to them, the God of heaven himself will do what? Come on. Prosper me. Therefore, we, his servants, will arise and we will build. But you'll have no heritage or right in the memorial in Jerusalem. God's going to vindicate and validate me. Amen. But if you don't get on board, you can't tell everybody you was with it when we did it. So I say amen. Why? Keep it on the screen. Because the God of heaven, him. Come on, let's go back to Sunday's message just for five minutes. Not according to my ability, according to whose ability? According to whose ability? So who's going to prosper your vision? Who's going to bring your vision to pass? Come on, Moses, I don't need you anyway. I wish I had some help in here. 
Oh, who will go? Who shall I send? Is anybody in here? And I'm going to use a strong word and you take it however you want. But I'm saying if there's anybody in here that's willing to play dumb in the presence of God, that you can get in God's presence and say, Lord, I don't know anything. Take my life and do something with it. I'm playing dumb. Have your way in my life. Use me for your glory. I don't have to be smart enough. I don't have to have enough money. But it's not by might nor by power. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, I'm going home tonight. I said, it's not by might, nor by power. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. I'm going to tell some more stories tomorrow. But I want you all to understand, if you'll come on and work through Milo, you'll become greater and greater. Come on, I don't, I don't have anything, man. They, they told me I got to grade this land for parking, but I, I, I don't have no, no money to, to hire box paving. I, I don't have no money to go after the big boys right now. I don't, I don't have. Come on, what's in your hands? I'm talking about resourcefulness. Come on, who, who do you know? Do you have 12 friends? Can you go out there and lift concrete together until you get it done? <laughs> are y'all saying that? Are y'all with me? Yeah, see, there wasn't always a shower in the back after preaching. Y'all with this tonight? Come on, 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 come on. It wasn't, all, it wasn't always seats that massage you on the way to church. Are y'all with me tonight? I said, are you with me tonight? Are you getting a revelation, young man? Are you getting a revelation of what it really takes to be successful? Yeah. What you really got to do? Come on. Come on, we're the grinded out people tonight. That's who I want to pray for. I want to pray with some people tonight, man. Your vision caught on fire on night one. Amen. I want you to believe with me because we're going deeper tomorrow night. Boy, I got a chart. Y'all just flashed the pyramid. We're not going there tonight. But I can't wait till tomorrow night because I'm going to show you. Just flash it for them. Don't hand it out tonight. We're going here tomorrow night. Amen. But I'm going to show you the success pyramid. Amen. And this ain't about you getting me money to get to the top of the pyramid. Amen. But I'm going to show you this tomorrow, y'all. And this is going to revolutionize your life. The Lord gave it to me in prayer. I'm going to give you one to take with you. And it's going to move you to the next level. Take it down. We're going to get into that tomorrow night. But if you're here tonight and you're going to get in the grind. You're ready. You're ready, man. Come on, man. Come on, Sarai. This is the year when I sell the most real estate. Oh, man. This year, I'm going to get more contracts than I can service myself. Come on. Who am I talking to in my contract-oriented business? Come on. This is Vision Conference. Amen. I got a vision. What about vision for your family? <clears throat> my daughter and I, you might be a single mom. My daughter and I are getting on track this year. Amen. Amen. We're going to do it this year. Come on. Who am I talking to? Come on down. Yeah. Come on, guys. Who am I talking to? This is my year. You all come on down. Amen. Because God loves you. He got a plan. He has a strategy for your life. Don't miss tomorrow night. Hallelujah. But David did what? He be. He became. He wasn't great overnight. He became. Yeah. He became. June, the house you washed the cars at, it didn't always look like that. You follow me? Yeah. No, you be. You become. <laughs> Are y'all getting this? You become. You become greater and greater. Greater and greater. Are y'all with me tonight? Greater and greater. God's got what on his mind for you? Greater. Whatever great is, he has. He wants to do greater. Yeah. And we'll deal with it a little bit tomorrow. But man, you're going to get greater. You got to get around greater people. 
Amen. Got to be around greatness. Isn't that right? Be around somebody that's convinced that God can do more than this. This is good, but I, I, I trust that God is. Is that right, Celeste? Is he greater tonight? There is he greater tonight. Does he want to do great? Come on, can you think about what's great in your life? Is anything great going on in your life right now? Now unto him who's able to do exceedingly. <clears throat> Come on, let's start praying right there. Uh, unto him who's able to do exceedingly abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. Father, in the name of Jesus, I come in agreement with your people that we're coming through the Milo of life. God, the Milo is when we got to dig up our own company's grounds so that we can get parking. The Milo, Father, is when we got to fight the good fight of faith, even though we're being threatened to have our building torn down almost every day. The Milo, Lord, is when, amen, our kid is not doing as good as we want him to do in school. But, God, we got him in tutoring and we're working with him ourselves. And, and we keep on pressing in until we get the results we want. God, that's the Milo. Teach us tonight to sustain in the Milo. To sustain when, amen, our current circumstance, watch this, saints, doesn't look like our vision. Teach us to sustain in those seasons, God, when what we feel doesn't look like what you said. When you said this, but what we're feeling right now doesn't quite feel like what you spoke about our health. It doesn't quite feel like what you said about our wealth. Father, I thank you tonight <clears throat> that you gave me a great vote of compassion. I, I, I believe tonight you didn't want me to work with your people from where I am. I believe tonight's assignment, and I think it helped somebody, was to work with people from where I was. And Lord, I don't know where they are right now. Undoubtedly, there are people in this room that are beyond where I am right now. So I humble myself to that reality. I, I can't assume that I'm the only one in the room that has arrived in certain categories. There are people in this room that are doing quite well. Yet, Lord, there are so many under the sound of my voice. If truth be told, God, they're in their making season. And Lord, that's what your grace is for. Oh God, there, there's a single sister tonight that really, really wants to be married, God. Really, really wants that to come into her, to her life. Just like First Lady Rogers said, Father, I thank you that you're granting that. And Lord, you're granting that as they do what they did this week in their Ruth groups and as they pursue your plan and they win disciples to you, Jesus, and they get people saved. So, Father, give everybody, that's just one example, give everybody the next sentence or strategy as to what they should be doing this week to become greater. Father, I plan to teach my heart out tomorrow night just the same. I plan to give your people everything you've given me in prayer. Lord, this success pyramid, I know it's from you. But God, we got to at some point do this stuff. We got to, as Sister Rogers often says, implement everything you've told us to do. Lord, at a certain point, God, we got to go, if we don't have a million dollars, we got to go and tear that brick building down and have a special ceremony over it, even though we don't know where the next dime is coming from next week. But God, we got to extend our faith. So that's what I'm praying right now over and with the people of God, that you extend your faith. Come on, extend your hands a little higher by faith. And I want you to decree this out loud in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, if you'll go with me, and I know you will. 
for the plan that you have given me for my life. I extend my faith. Father, I'm willing to step out on the water and do everything within my power to demonstrate that I trust you. And I know as I do that, you're going to more than do your part by your grace. So I believe I receive that as of tonight, I am becoming greater and greater and greater and greater than I've ever been in my life. Now somebody shout about that victory. Hey! Come on, come on, shout it out, shout it out, shout it out, greater, greater. Come on, shout it out, greater, 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 greater. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Greater, 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 greater. Greater, 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 greater. We're going home. But greater, right there, right there. Power of God's dropping in this room. Your vision is coming alive. Coming alive. Coming alive. Coming alive. Oh, I'm shake Come on, come on, come on. Praise him. Praise him. Mom, I hear multiple streams of income. Multiple, multiple. And it's in your hands. It's in your hands. He's giving your hands power. Power, power. Let her know she's been a great seed sower. Amen. But I want her to be a greater harvester. You will harvest through your hands in the name of Jesus. Greater, 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 greater. Multiple strength. Come on. The Spirit of God is speaking. The Spirit of God is speaking. Amen. Don't say where you are right now. Begin to talk about where you're going, girl. Oh, you're going to be a billboard of what God can do for a young lady that will just humble herself and work hard. Finish college while having a baby. Amen. Oh, get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready. Get ready in your life. As you continue to work the plan of God, yep, you've been praying. Man, I, oh, this is, this is going to be a confirmation. Oh, it would be so great to have a six-figure salary. Yep, yep, you've prayed that. Yes, yes. Oh, yes, there it is. I want to make sure I'm right tonight. Yeah, God is meeting you, girl. He's going to show you, amen, how to take a person from beauty, ashes rather to beauty. In the name of Jesus. You've been praying that, and you're going to see that in your life. Keep working the plan of God. Come on, come on, come on. Oh, come on, agree with me. Agree with me. Praise team, begin to sing that song. Agree with me. Agree with me. Candace, you know this, but you need this affirmation. You're in that marriage season. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. And God's doing a quick work. Amen. I want you to go after souls like never before. Prove yourself on the field. In the name of Jesus, in every dream, every dream coming to pass. Yep, yep, yep. It's going to happen fast. It's going to be domino effect. You're going to get married. Amen. I believe within a, a year of marriage, you're going to be pregnant. Amen. Yep, it's going to happen fast, 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 fast. Up, 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 up. Greater and greater. All of those family dreams coming to pass in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, I need somebody to agree with me tonight. Amen. Come on, keep pursuing. That's going to keep you alive. Find a reason. Find a vision. Amen. Launch out into it. That's going to keep you strong. That's going to keep you alive. A greater grace on you now in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on, church. Sing it with them. Say you may. 
Hallelujah. 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 Then the Lord said, you've not seen your best days yet. I don't know why I just wanted to tell you that, but he means it. Come on. Thank you, Lord. 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 Come on. You're knocking him down. You've been faithful over a few. He's getting ready to make you rule over many. Watch. Watch. I've given her hands power. Power to get well. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Come on. Come on. Agree with me tonight. Come on. Come on. Good job of getting back on track. Amen. Good job. Come on. Fight all the way. All the way. Fight back. All the way. Fight back. All the way. Come on. Fight back. All the way. Come on, church. Come on. Come on. Sing it like you're going forward. Come on. Hey, Thank you, Lord. I'm getting ready to let you go. So come on and agree with me right there. Come on. Say you make you make all things Thank you, Lord. Say I will Oh, come on, come on. Dig through the mile tonight. Come on, say you. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. You, glory to God. Say I one more time. This time, drive the boys. Come on. Say. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on. Amen. Drive the same as You say, make all things new. Yes, you make all. Right here, boy. Say, I will Hey. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> man, man, man. When we don't despise the day of a small beginning, oh God, the bigness that happens later. Amen. The greatness. And see, y'all, can I say something that you've never thought about? Do you know proportionate to somebody in this world, no matter how great you are, you're still at a small beginning? I mean, really, if, if I compared my billfold to certain men in this world, oh, God, it's all relative, right? Flip it around. Everybody in this church tonight is rich in comparison to indigenous cultures. Every one of you. Your, whatever, however meager your salary is, it totally outdoes people who don't even have garments to put on every day. People who drink out of the same water as diseased cattle. Every day. It's all proportional. So this revelation on becoming greater and greater really means we all have to keep dreaming. We all got to keep pushing. Paul said it's needful to you that I stay alive. I didn't have time to exhaust that tonight, Altry. But did you know it's needful to somebody else that you stay? There are people in this world, think about it, whose lives will be better because you stayed. And I, I know we love to say, oh, no, God, raise somebody else up. I, I'm, I'm preaching a message soon. I'm not going to preach it tonight. You're going to love it, though. I might mini book it. But um, I'm doing a lesson called What Happens When God Finds a Man? 
Because the Bible says that he looked to and fro in Ezekiel and he could not find a man. So depending on the culture, the city, the time and the space, anything you see out there that's missing is because God didn't find a willing man yet. Every blighted, torn down community, there's no man to restore it. If a man would rise up and do what God said do, guess what would happen? Yeah. Baltimore in the slums, there's no man. (laughs) Is this true tonight? Yeah. So don't take your life for granted. Everybody here that's like, man, what's my life worth? A lot. Especially in the will of God. We're closing. It's only 9.06, y'all. I'm going to let you out good because I want you to come back tomorrow. Will you come back tomorrow? Please do. What else are you doing on Friday? I guarantee you there's nothing else you can do tomorrow night that's going to be better than being here. Not one thing. Come tomorrow. <clears throat> but your life is worth, wow. I've had members who were on their way to heaven, and I've said to them, are you satisfied? You don't need to be satisfied yet. Yeah. Your daughter needs you. I've given them that scripture. It is needful for you to stay. Now, somebody else can fill in that gap. And God, that's what we call surrogates in our book, Getting Free and Staying Free. He'll raise up somebody. Are y'all seeing that? I don't want to come too close to home, so I'll use somebody who who is safe with. So my wife's dad went to heaven when she was 15, right? Okay, I never met my father-in-law. I'll meet him in heaven, though. All right. Now, um, I think it would have been better if he... Because it was more needful for the girls. Are y'all seeing how this works? So see, your life is worth something. You're covering in protection. Who you are and who you mean. I'm not just talking about Pastor Rogers tonight, y'all. I'm saying you. Your life is needful. You're gonna, you are impacting people right now. You don't even know it. Do you know your smile tonight um, um, kept the spirit of suicide off of somebody? You don't know what people came through the door with. Somebody could have been hurting so bad and you smiled at them and that gave them the idea that, man, well, maybe there are good people left. I like making eye contact. You follow me? Smiling back. That's why when you talk to me after service, I always say you're on fire. Y'all still trying to figure out what that fire is? (laughs) Amen. Come on. You could have just failed the math test that day. I'm still going to tell you you're on fire. (laughs) Pastor, I got fired today. Yeah, you're literally on fire. You are, man, you on fire, man. You got fired on fire, you know. Now, what do you think God going to do for you next? I always throw out a hopeful innuendo. What's God going to do for you next? Even if it was your fault, repent, right? But what's God going to do for you, for you next? That's the revelation. That's the revelation. We need to understand our value. I'm closing. We need to understand what we mean and God's vision for our life. B, I'm, I'm, uh, is that B over there? I'm so pleased with your daughter. Where's she at? I don't mean to embarrass her. Girl, I'm so pleased with you. I was thinking about that the other day. You know, I'm still smiling. Yeah, good job. Right. But you know what? You're you're needful. You're needful. See, she needs you. Yeah. 
You're needful. Denise, you know you're needful to somebody? Yeah. My wife said, dear, you are the funnest person to be around. She said, if I ever, anybody ever has jury duty, man, they should pray that you're on that day. Because <laughs> there's never a dull moment. Never a dull moment. Man, you're needful. You keep us laughing. Are y'all with me? I worked a little bit today. I don't like to work too much when I'm doing a conference. And so one of the things I did today is I followed her all around the house. <laughs> she went in one room, I went in that room too. She went in another room, I, got, I was on Gabe Jr.'s bed, laying on the bed. I, I just followed her all over the house. And there's this, this funny thing we do, I do, because I get on her nerves because I'm always grabbing her and hugging her and she gets tired of that. And so there's something we do called, dear, can you make a vow? And so I make a vow that I won't force her to kiss me until 2 o'clock. <laughs> and sometimes I make that vow at 1.45. I said, there until 2 o'clock. I'm good. I, I will not force you to do anything. And then I walk around the house with my hands up. Every time she passes me, I put my hands up and I let her walk by. All right? And then sometimes, like, just something comes over me, and I feel like breaking my vow, and I just grab her. I say, I'm breaking it. I'm in sin right now. I'm breaking my vow. I don't feel like keeping my vow anymore. And so I break the vow, and I give her a kiss on the forehead, and then I get on the ground, and I say, dear, will you restore me? I feel so bad. I fell. Can you restore me? No, restore me. I say, say, that. say it never happened. Say it never happened. Now, you need people like that in your life. Are y'all with me? You need people like that in your life. Amen. Folk that bring you joy. Right? So you have a mission. I got to close. I didn't want to keep you overnight. You have a mission. I'm praying. I'm closing. But first of all, if you're here tonight and you're not saved, come on down. We're not going to keep you long. It's Thursday. It's a school night, but it's a conference. You're here. You're not saved. Come on down. All right? You're not saved. You don't know Jesus. I believe there's a lot of believers in here tonight, but if not, come on down. <clears throat> He'll save you right now. Amen. You're here tonight. You need a church home. Amen. And KCC is your church. And the Lord said, join. I would love to be your pastor. I love pastoring people. Amen. If that's you, come on down. Okay. If nothing more. All right. There is it. That is it. Is there anything, guys? Leaders, y'all help me. Anything? Okay. It's 912 tomorrow night. Prayer will start at six. It's Friday night. Don't miss service. Amen. Who's coming back? Oh, yes. We're going to have a time. Bring somebody with you. You don't know whose life you're going to help redeem by getting them here tomorrow night. Amen. And don't forget to pick up two things tonight. Your T-shirts are ready. And I'm not big on self-endorsing. Your book is ready. If you bought one, amen. Sister Roger said endorse it. But uh, you can go back there and you can get your book. If you don't have one yet, go back there and purchase your book. And watch me. If you don't have no money, I will buy your book for you. Amen. From myself. Amen. And uh, the ministry, <laughs> I will put it in the pot for you. I will. Amen. I'm in good in accounting. I believe the money ought to go where it go. Amen. So I, I will pay for it. And I'll give the church money for your book if you need one. But I want everybody who wants one to get one. Amen. We will sign them on Saturday. Okay. We sign books. Okay. And I'm going to talk about this tomorrow night. But don't y'all get mad at me if I don't write like six paragraphs. Because uh, I've learned that that is uh, that's taxing. Amen. So I'm going to be doing some general signatures. Uh, it's going to say stuff like, um, do good. <laughs> Keep winning. You know, stuff like that. And the next one will be, 
love you. And then, then I'm going to use do good again because I hadn't used that yet in three people. So I'm going to keep going back and forth. Because I know some of y'all say, I want mine to be special. So, but you had to get me in the corner and uh, somewhere when people are not looking. And then I'll do, I do yours special. I will. I'm that kind of guy. I, I will. If you hold your book and one of these odd Sundays, you say, hey, pastor, you told me to do good. Can you, can you expand that? I, I, I will. But I, I wanted to be honest on the front end because I don't want nobody to feel bad because I love you and you're special to me. I mean that from my heart. I love you with all that's in me. Y'all, book competition, if you sell over 10 and keep going and beat the next person in your gender, you will win bragging rights, $150. And that's not for the money. That's for us to get the gospel out. Now, I am going to plug this. Hey, guys, character in Christianity has gone kerplunk, especially with Bible teachers and preachers, unfortunately. All right. There are people, you know, that need to see folk that look like us talking about passing tests of success and sustaining and maintaining character. In that book, there's the integrity test. There is the diligence test. There are all kind of tests. And we give you scripture. So get it. Read it. I understand they're going to do a life group on it. And y'all have a good time with that. We love you. And I'm going to get my fingers going again. It's time to type up the next one. Amen. And get another one going. So if you're visiting tonight, <laughs> this precious sister, uh, Attorney Nicole, has to sign up. And we will entertain you in the visitor room. If not, you are officially dismissed. 915, not bad. Amen. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you tomorrow night around 6-something. God bless you guys. All right? Drive safely in all the water. <clears throat> Amen.